What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Saturday, so time for my favorite video of the week where I go over the plays I like the most. As always, this video is sponsored by Underdog. Show them some love and sign up for your first account with them today. They've got an insane new promo for you guys this week where we can turn our 20 to 1 bet into a 100 to 1 bet. So if you place $5 on that, it'll net you $500 if we're right. All you have to do is enter their Battle Royale contest. That is a $5 best ball contest for only week seven. Do that and you'll get the boost next week. So if you haven't signed up yet, this is the best opportunity you're going to get on the season. You'll be able to turn a bet that we're two and six on all season into a 100x bet that is absolutely insane. So go to underdog.com. Sign up now using promo code FFA. Do that and they will not only give you this insane promo, they'll also match your first deposit up to $100. They're just giving you guys free money. And this is an absolutely insane promo. Please take advantage of that. So we're going to talk about my favorite prompts this week in a second. But I wanted to go over the CMC trade first since a lot of you have asked about that. As you know, McCaffrey traded to or from the Panthers to the 49ers. Uh, as of recording this, they've said there's a chance that he can play this week. If he does play, it's very likely going to be on like special packages, likely heavily in like the red zone. So not as much between the 20s, but once they get close, bring him onto the field because he's such you know an incredible playmaker. We're going to learn a lot later for me today on Friday. Uh, during the day on Saturday, on Sunday morning, like we're going to learn a lot of news about their plans here. And so I'm just going to adjust the rankings accordingly. Right now, we can't really know. If I had to guess, I would say he's probably only in flex consideration because if he's only going to play in those red zone packages, now he has to score a touchdown because there's no way if he's not getting the full snap share that he's worth the start if he's not scoring a touchdown. And then even then, it's still possible you have someone else better. So it's going to be definitely a team-specific thing this week. Again, he could just maybe not even play, and so you don't even have a choice. But I'll update the rankings. I'll update the projections. You guys can definitely look at those. Long-term, this is definitely a big boost for the 49ers offense. And McCaffrey is my number two running back now rest season behind Saquon. That could update, like maybe in three weeks, we're really talking about this being like McCaffrey's the clear number one player in all fantasy, but right now, number two rest of season. And I don't think it negatively impacts like the skill players for San Fran. Maybe you can give them a slight bump down, but any loss in overall volume, right? Because McCaffrey will be used more than the running backs, especially in the receiving game. That's going to take production away from Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, the big three. But any decrease there will probably be mostly made up for by increased efficiency and then also increased touchdown potential. Because even though McCaffrey is going to take more touchdowns than the running backs did, well, the team's just going to be better. They're going to stay on the field more. They're going to be in the red zone more, score more touchdowns. Overall, it's just going to be a better offense and defenses are going to have to account for McCaffrey. And so you're going to see a little bit more coverage shift towards him in a way as other players. So again, I don't think it's a big downgrade. I don't think it's like, oh no, have to go out and sell Kittle, Debo, Ayuk because they're not going to be productive. It's a great offense that's going to get 
even better. Like I know they haven't been great so far this season, but it's like great skill players. It's a like very creative offense. Like they're still going to be good. I wouldn't panic on them. If you want to downgrade them a little bit again, that's fine for the Panthers. They were already a dumpster fire. And so this makes them like even worse than that. I don't know what analogy you have for that one, but they are awful. They're probably going to score anywhere from like 13 to 15 points per game, which means a lot of weeks they're only going to score like one touchdown. I think this week it tweeted out, I then projected score like barely, it's like 1.02 or 09 touchdowns, like barely over one total touchdown. And so if you happen to have the player that scores a touchdown, good for you. Everyone else is going to be awful. Uh, and hey, maybe they, they don't want to, and maybe they end up trading DJ Moore and they go even below that number because then, oh my goodness, they might not score any touchdowns many weeks. Foreman is the running back I would want for the Panthers, but I'd be willing to bet there's someone in your league that really wants him, that thinks he's going to be like just as good as he was. Remember when he took over for uh, Derrick Henry in Tennessee and he was like really good down the stretch? It is a completely different situation. The Titans were still a good team. They were a run-first offense, a really good offense. That's why he was productive in that spot. The Panthers are the worst offense in the NFL by like a mile right now. They are so bad. They have horrendous quarterback play. They have one good wide receiver, no good tight ends. Like They're awful. He's also going to split the work with Chuba Hubbard. And so you've got an offense that has... Foreman and Hubbard, you've got behind DJ Moore, it's sheer shy, someone tell me how to pronounce it, Smith, Terrace Marshall, LaVisca Chenault, again, trash quarterbacks, terrible tight ends, like, it's awful. And so, do you really want Foreman and Chuba, who, who are not good running backs in their own right, like, they are not very good, are you really going to be playing them? Like, probably not, right? So, people are going to go after these two, if they're there, sure, you can use them as your last bench spot, but, and the lean is Foreman but I really don't think there's like that much value in either one of them because they're not going to run many plays. They're going to have like 50 plays per game, one touchdown per game. It's not going to be pretty. You really, you just don't want Panthers players. So that's kind of my breakdown of how it's looking. I, and then th this week, I don't know if I went over that for the Panthers. It's, it's the same as everything. Like you're probably just not starting anyone. If anyone, it's DJ Moore, but even then, he's probably just a flex play. So for this video, uh, who are we stacking? For the 20 to 1, we always want to start off with that one. I want to stack up the Lions at Cowboys game. The problem here is that not just Underdog, every single sports book has refused to post lines from this game throughout the week, likely because there's so many unknowns. Like if there was just like one player, it'd be fine, but I don't think it's like 100% locked in what the status of Swift is. Um, people don't 100% know like, how good is Dak going to be in his first game back? So it's like, because there's a few different areas of unknowns, they're just like, we're not going to post lines. I think they posted like a few of them. So I'm going to go over the three that I like right now, my three favorites, but then I'll post on the screen what my detailed projections are from this game so that when lines do get posted, you can compare them to that. Obviously, things can change. I, I update the rankings like 50 times a day. And so if you have access to the website, 
you're much better off pulling that up instead of looking on the screen and just comparing those two things. Uh, but I don't expect it to change a ton unless there's a surprise inactive. Uh, so you can just use what's on the screen. It'll be relatively close to my final um, projection. But here's what we like so far. C.D. Lamb over 67 and a half receiving yards. He set that over in four of the last five weeks. He ranks first among wide receivers in target share and now gets his quarterback back. Like it's just a really good situation, terrible defense. He's probably going to hit this over. Then I like the over for Ezekiel Elliott, 59 and a half rushing yards. He's hit this over in three of the last four. The Cowboys are seven point home favorites. The Lions run defense ranks second to last in rush defense DVA, third to last in yards per carry allowed. It's a fantastic spot for him as well. Then the last one is Amonor St. Brown. The only line I have for him though is 13.25 fantasy points. I do think he'll go over that. So I would take that, but I would absolutely be willing to take the over on like a receptions or receiving yardage prop for him. If they post it again, I don't know what that line is going to be. So I can't just say, take the over. If they post a line, that's like 80 receiving yards. We're probably not taking the over on it. Uh, but that would be one that I would definitely consider. I really want the stack to include lamb, St. Brown and Zeke. That's like the core three I would want in it. The rest just really depends on what the lines are when they're posted. I would love a low line on Gallup because I think he's getting healthier. I think he'll definitely be used this week. Um, I really like his, like, uh, if you want to just take on, like, DK, his um, anytime touchdown prop, something like that. I would like that. I think he scores touchdown. Underdog doesn't typically do that, so we're probably just looking at his receptions or receiving yardage prop. Um, and if you do that, so let's say um, you do those three, and you want to add Gallup to it when that comes out, you're probably taking the over on Dak's passing yards because it'll correlate well. If Lamb and Gallup are both hitting the receiving yardage over, well, that, you know, boosts the chance that Dak is hitting the passing yardage over, right? You would want to correlate them in some way. The reason that this game, you know, has a really good chance of popping off, though, is the combination of Detroit's defense being really, really bad with the fact that even though Dallas has a very strong defense and is playing at home, I trust the Lions offense. I think their skill players are fantastic. They're getting healthier and they're coming off by as a team that, you know, I trust the coaching staff of to like game plan properly. And so even though I don't think Dallas or I don't think Detroit goes into Dallas and just like dominates, drops like 40 real life points, I think they'll be effective enough to push Dallas. And if Dallas does get pushed, well, Detroit, even with good game planning, just doesn't have the pieces on defense to slow down Dallas or to slow down anyone really, but slow down Dallas. And so if Dallas is pushed enough, their players should hit the over. So all we need on the Detroit side is like the players who are going to do the pushing, if that makes sense. So we don't really want to go with like a four to one stack for Detroit players and only the one for Dallas, you want still to have mostly Dallas players in this. So maybe one in four, one player on Detroit, four players on Dallas, or two players Detroit, uh, three players for Dallas. That's kind of how I do it. I probably wouldn't be overly stacking the Detroit side. So during that, I probably had the uh, the props on the screen or like my projections for every player. Uh, but again, 
you want to look at the website for the updated ones and we'll see what the lines are when they're posted. Aside from that one, though, who else do we like this week as like one-offs? I really like the over on Kenneth Walker's rushing prop at 65 and a half rushing yards. We knew that he was the best pure runner in this year's draft class. And I think anyone watching the game last week can agree with that. He looked phenomenal. There is no way if even in the first week they weren't giving DJ Dallas touches like they don't care about DJ Dallas. Kenneth Walker is way better. They're going to lean on him. He's going to get plenty of touches. They are road underdogs, which is never ideal, but the line is still moving towards the Seahawks, which is awesome, and the Chargers are best attacked on the ground. They rank 26th in rush defense DVOA, 30th in yards per carry allowed. They're playing on a short week. Remember, we had the Chargers playing Monday night, and it was an overtime game on Monday night, so they don't have that much time, or I guess they have a little bit less time to rest, to fully recover from this game, and to game plan for this week. They, going into the Monday night game, had allowed a 100-yard rusher in three straight games before holding Latavius Murray to 66 rushing yards last week. But even at 66, Latavius Murray would have gone over the 65-and-a-half rushing yardage prop for Kenneth Walker, and Kenneth Walker is definitely better than Latavius Murray. So I expect him to hit this over. After that, I was looking into Kittle over 46-and-a-half receiving yards. But they did remove his line after the CMC trade. They probably they just like brought off all the 49ers props. I'm expecting like they're going to post that at some point, so don't panic. And it's probably going to be lower. Like if you're just factoring in the trade, if CMC is active, it, it probably won't be that much lower. But it'll probably go down to like 43, 44 and a half, like somewhere in that range. And I still like the over on that. He's been much more involved. Recently, we know San Fran is going to have to remain aggressive in this game, even if they get up. There's no way they're sitting on the lead against Kansas City. And Kittle's just a type of player that, like, he's so explosive, so good after the catch. He doesn't need, like, eight receptions to get this done. He needs, like, three, right? And I really think that he's going to be involved this week. I think they're going to get him around six to seven targets. He could spike beyond that, but we don't even need a spike. It's at 46 and a half, and it'll probably be posted lower than that when it comes back. After that, I like Damian Pierce, over 65 and a half rushing yards. He is the focal point of the Texans' offense at this point, and he's got carry totals of 15, 20, 14, and 26 over the last four weeks, and he's hit this over for the rushing yards in four straight games. He should, as long as the game stays like remotely close, just like within 10 points for most of the time, he should approach 20 carries, and if he does... He'd have to be pretty inefficient to not hit the over for rushing here. Uh, you're basically, like I said, just fading a game where the Raiders just like steamroll Houston. And I don't think that's going to happen. It definitely could. I mean, Houston's not that good of a team. But Houston's actually been like okay on defense. They haven't been tested a whole lot, but they've allowed less than 20 points per game. It's not like the Raiders have been some monster powerhouse. We're not expecting Waller to play. So, you know, it. I don't think the Raiders are going to go in there. Maybe they do after their bye. Maybe they look good. But I don't expect them to go out there and like win by 30. Like I think the game will stay even like remotely close. And if that happens, they can still use Pierce on the ground. I think he hits. He's over. He's their best player on offense. They kind of have to lean on him. After that, I like David Njoku. Over 36 and a half receiving yards. He's gone over 57 receiving yards in four straight weeks. And so 
you know, 36 and a half feels kind of low. He's got target counts of 10, 7, 6, and 6 over the last four weeks. He's up to just shy of an 18% target share in the season, 13 yards per reception. Like the Browns are nearly one touchdown underdog, so they're probably going to have to remain pass heavy. Like, unless I'm missing something here, everything points to them needing to throw the ball, him being involved in the offense. And being like really, really good this year, he's had a phenomenal season. I mean, I would have to think that much over 50% of the time he's hitting the over in this spot. The last prop I'll go over today is T. Higgins over 66 and a half receiving yards. This one kind of confuses me. I don't know why this one is so low. Um, Maybe it's based off the ankle injury, like him not being 100%, but he played 86% of the snaps last week. He earned nine targets. I think he had the most targets on the team, but Chase was really close to that, I believe. But like he's, you know, got to be 90, 95% right now. He's got to be very, very close to 100% off of this ankle injury. He's played in 25 career games where he's commanded at least seven targets. He's gone over this 66 and a half receiving yardage prop 64% of the time in those games. And most of the time when he missed it, he was coming just under. Like the odds that he goes out there and has 20 receiving yards is fairly low. And when we look at it, he's got a 7.7 target projection this week. Those targets are mostly coming in single coverage. Like every team is selling out to stop Chase, stop him deep, stop him short. Like just like always providing help to Jamar Chase. It is always leaving T. Higgins in one-on-one coverage. And so if he's going to get 7.7 targets, mostly in single coverage, he's going to be efficient with those targets. And he's got a lot of upside because we've seen him hit a few times. Like Whenever Burrow looks over there and he's like, oh my goodness, like I have press coverage on T. Higgins with no safety help. Yeah, he's going to give him a few deep shots. It doesn't take that many deep shots to hit on a 66 and a half yard prop. So I definitely like that one. So those are my favorite underdog picks this week. We've been crushing the props so far this season. So if you want to get in on the action, then sign up for your first account today using promo code FFA. Again, do that and they will match your first deposit up to $100. It's free money, people. A free $100 if you take full advantage of that one. You can use that to do whatever picks you want. And if you want to see more of them, you can look at my website, thefensivefootballadvice.com. So good luck to everyone this weekend. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, have a hang of the like button. And how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.